This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Today, we celebrate, as suggested by our mayor, Mayor Van Johnson, Savannah 912. Yes, we're celebrating our city, Savannah, Georgia. So many people come and have a great time in Savannah. They visit, they share, they spend money. But we have an opportunity to thank God for Savannah. On yesterday, we commemorated the 20th anniversary of the attack on America. It happened on September 11, 2001. And we took time to remember by the tolling of the bell here at First African Baptist Church, tolled it at 8.46 a.m. 20 times to remember what happened on that fateful day. Let's take time now to have just a moment of silence as we recommemorate. Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory for being a God who loves and cares for us. We thank you for, yes, these are the United States of America. And we ask that you have a guide us and direct us, that we would be more of the people you would have us to be. We experienced so much unity in 2001 after this dreadful attack. But guide us now that we will be bound even closer together in this year and the years to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture for today's message is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'll be reading from the ESV. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let us pray. God, our creator, our sustainer, our redeemer, our deliverer, the one who sits high and looks low, one who loves us so much, we come humbly before you on this day, confessing that we haven't been everything you have us to be, haven't done everything you have us to do. We come this day thanking you for loving us, guiding us, keeping us, and strengthening us. And we ask now, God, that you would speak to us in your own special way. Speak to us that we, your servants, might hear, but not only be hearers, but followers of your word to do your will, your way. We pray for those who've had loved ones to go from labor to reward, even as we commemorate what happened on September 11th of 2001. We not only pray for those families, but families all over, even on today, those who've been affected by COVID-19. We ask that you would bless, guide, and keep those who've had loved ones to go from labor to reward. So now, God, strengthen us as we prepare to hear from you. Speak to us that we, your servants, might hear, but not just hear, be hearers, that we may be followers of your word to do your will. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our subject for today, you can do everything. Our subject for today, you can't do everything, but you can do something. Again, our subject for today, you can't do everything, 
but you can do something. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You've heard me say this all year long. This is the year of action. We were created by God to do good works. You were created by God to do good works. You are not, and you were not, a mistake. You were prepared beforehand, special by God. You were prepared beforehand, and you're special. You were prepared by God to do a work that only you can do, only where you can do it, and only with those who you happen to be around. No one can take that special designation that God has given you from you. Regardless of how you were raised, regardless of how you're being raised, you are uniquely and specifically specially created by God for his purpose. Seeing that we know we can't do everything, let's look at how we can do the something God has created us to do. First, doing nothing is not an option. Go ahead and type that in. Doing nothing is not an option. Yeah, take time and write that. Because I want you to get that in your mind, in our minds, in our hearts. Doing nothing is not an option. It is sin to do nothing. Let me say it another way. It is sin to not do something. Yeah. We were created to do the work God has prepared for us to do. We cannot do nothing. That sin is sinful. Doing nothing is not an option. We grew up believing that you are holier if you don't do stuff. Thou shall not this. Thou shall not that. So, we kind of thought, if I don't drink, if I don't smoke, if I don't talk real loud, if I don't wear the wrong thing, if I don't get upset, if I don't question things, if I don't have any fun, you know the list goes on, if I don't do all these things, then I must be a good Christian. So we do nothing except go to church. That's why so many of us feel lost because we can't do the only Christian thing we know how to do. Go to church. Wow. Wow. What a lesson God is teaching us. Wow. Just think about it. If all, if all we really could do that we said was really Christian was to come to the church building, but now we can't. Does that make us less Christian? So how can we do the Christian stuff if we can't come to the church building? Good question. Too many people who only would do church by coming to church may come to church and miss heaven. We are the church. 
And as the church, we are called to do the work God has called and meant for us to do. Even if we can't do it in the church building. Even pre-COVID, we spent more time out of the church building than in it. Before COVID-19, we were meeting in the church building every Sunday morning for Sunday school fulfillment hour. I had three different classes. We had morning worship. We had special early morning prayer at 6 a.m. on every Wednesday morning in the building. We had Bible study at noon and at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. And we had various meetings throughout the week. Even with all of that coming to the building, come on, be honest now, be honest, even with all that coming to the building, some people didn't come to all those things. Some folk missed Sunday school and missed coming to Bible study. Mm -hmm. Didn't come for prayer at 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning in the building. People were coming into the building. Some people didn't do that. Some people only came on Sundays. Okay, well, some people came every other Sunday in the building. All right, okay, back up. Some people came just on communion Sunday. Or Sundays when it didn't look like it might rain. <laughs> and some members, even though we're Baptists, were actually CME Baptists. That's right. Only came on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, CME, even though we call that Resurrection Sunday and not Easter. Outside of the walls of the church, we have an opportunity to truly be used by God to actually do something. We can do his will. We are his workmanship and are called to do the work he's called us to do. It's a sin not to do the work God has created for us to do. Doing nothing is not an option. Tell somebody around you, doing, doing nothing is not an option. But listen, we were called, we're his workmanship, so guess what? We have to work. Secondly, we exist to assist. <coughs> Let me say it again. We exist to assist. Assist what? Assist with getting the work done. We are to help and encourage each other to do good works. As a part of the body of Christ, we need each other. As a part of the body of Christ, we need each other. Do you realize that's why Satan stirs up so much confusion within the body of Christ? Why there's so much confusion in the church family? It's Satan designed to keep us from doing what God would have us to do. And it's his desire that we will be one and work together for the building of God's kingdom. We have work to do and we need each other to get the work done that God wants us. Somebody say hallelujah. Mm. We are to help. We are to encourage each other to do good works. As a part of the body of Christ, again I need to say we need each other. I need you, you need me. We all are part of God's family. Yeah, we need each other to survive as the church God has called us to be. 
We are one body working together to do his will. We are one body working together to do his will. Romans chapter 12, verses 4, beginning with verse 4 says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Did you see that text? It says we are members one of another, having gifts that differ. In other words, we are his workmanship created to do good works, but we all have various gifts, various talents, various abilities that God has placed within us. We know that once you come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit dwells in your life, you have at least one spiritual gift. At least one. You could have more than one. But those gifts are not for us to sit around and talk about, ooh, how gifted I am, and, and just to wait till the building is open and we're back in here worshiping and trying to be like it was before we had this coronavirus pandemic. No. You have to use what God has given you now because this is a year of action. We are one body but many members, so we need everybody doing your part to make sure that God is getting the glory in life today, right now, no matter what our circumstances or situations are. God has also given us leadership in the body for one specific purpose. We find that in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers for this purpose, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, I gotta repeat that, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. In other words, don't think that your little bit doesn't count. Woo, close. Don't say I'm not the pastor. Uh, don't say I'm not the deacon. Don't say I'm not a trustee. Don't say I'm not an usher. Don't say I'm not a missionary. No, 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 no. Don't say all of that. Whatever God has so gifted you to do, whatever God has placed within you, we need to work together for the building of God's kingdom. You can't say your little bit doesn't count. We need each other. We need to encourage one another to do our small part. We may call it smart, but it's a big part. Because we can't get it done if we don't use us all to get it done. The whole will benefit. The whole can make a difference if we all do our part. For example, I don't care how large the ship is, but if the ship is going to sail, you have a great captain. You may have, a, have, 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 have great, uh, those who work with the captain, all the other officers. You, you have everybody who's wearing the uniforms and all. 
But in order for the ship to be in the sea and do everything it has to do, somebody has to untie it. May not be the captain that does the untie. Won't be the folk, folk who work in the galley that does the untie. Won't be the folk in the engine room that does the untie. But somebody has a job to untie the ship. Whew. This is the old ship of life. And we need everybody doing your part to make sure that we can set sail and do the work God has called us to do. We need you. We need you, my brother. We need you, my sister. We need each other. Come on, somebody take time and put it in. We need each other. I want you to feel that deep down inside. We need each other to do what God would have us do. God created the church to be a team, one body. That's right, that's right. We need each other. That's right, we need each other. We exist to assist each other to do what God is calling us to do. We exist to assist each other to do God's will. We exist to help one another to be more of what God has called us to be. That's our existence as a church. And we grow stronger when we can work together and get God's will done. Sin will make you believe that you don't matter. Sin will make you believe that others don't matter. But if you love God, we have to love others and we have to work together. Not only is doing nothing not an option because we exist to assist, but lastly, the work that we do ought be good work. Right, lastly, do good works. Right, type that in. Do good works. You type it in to encourage somebody else. Do good works. We don't need to be busy just being busy, but we need to do good works. The something that we ought do ought be good. I said the something that we do ought be good. We are not to do stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. We were not created to be busy, but we were created to do good works. Well, what is a good work? Well, you know, Jesus was basically asked this when he was asked just by one of the attorneys, one of the lawyers said this to him in Matthew 22, beginning with verse 35 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. When Jesus was asked what is the greatest of the commandments, when he was asked what is it that we are to do, Jesus could have easily said, you shall not do this, or you should not do that, or you should not go here, or you should not go there. But Jesus did not say you shall not. He said you shall. Ooh, did you get that? Jesus' response was you shall. In other words, he's saying there are things that we ought to do. Yes, there are some things we should not do. But he emphasized that there are things that we ought to do. And we ought to do the good work. 
The good work that we are called to do and we can do is love. If we are to love God, we have to love one another. Have y'all ever heard the pastor say that before? I'm sorry. Have you ever heard the word of God say that before? Don't say Pastor Tillman said we ought to love. Yeah, I said it. I'm just quoting God. Because <laughs> God is love. The good work we ought to do is love. So I know the question is, well, who do you love? All right? Let me help you with this. Who do you love? You will love the ones that have been placed in your life. You can do good works all over the world. But start with the ones in your life. See, you do realize you don't know everybody in the whole wide world. You, you don't know everybody in the state of Georgia. Uh, you don't know everybody in Chatham County. You don't know everybody in the city of Savannah or the city of Pula or Bloomingdale. You, you don't know everybody in there. You, you don't run into everybody. You, some folk don't even know everybody in their family. But the folk who you come in contact with, the folk who you do know, that's the circle that you can, in fact, do good works and love. Ina D. Ogden wrote these words of a song that in our hymn. Do not wait until some deed of greatness you may do. Do not wait to shed your light afar. To the many duties ever near you now be true. Right in the corner where you are. Just above a cl clouded skies that may help you clear. Help to clear. Let not narrow self your way be barred. Though into one heart alone may fall your song of cheer, brighten the corner where you are. Here for all your talent you may surely find a need. Here reflect the bright and morning star. Even from your humble hand the bread of life may feed. Brighten the corner where you are. The chorus goes, brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar. Brighten the corner where you are. We do good works so others might see Christ in us. When you say love others, no, no, just saying, be the example before others that they may see you and see the work that God has placed in you, that they may see your love, they may see the joy, they may see all that God has placed in you, that they may see this in you. You do that as you walk and talk and live around others. Jesus told us in Matthew 5, verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine. Because I tell you, others are watching. Yes, when you make mistakes, yes, when you say things you had no business saying, yes, when you do things you had no business doing, go ahead and acknowledge that, but then allow God's light to shine through you. Allow God to guide you and direct you that you can help others, men, women, boys, and girls, to see their way in a darkened path. One song says, let your light shine, shine, shine. Let your light shine, shine, shine. There may be somebody down in the valley trying to get home. It may be me or it may be you. It may be your brother or your sister too. There may be someone down in the valley trying to get home. It might be your child, it might be mine. But let your light shine. 
there may be somebody down in the valley trying to get home. When we do good works, keep this in mind. Good works are designed to help us keep Christ in mind. Good works are not designed so others can talk about how wonderful we are. Good works are designed so they can see how great God is. What a great God we serve. It's designed so God can get the glory. We do good works so that those who are not saved can be saved. We do good works to encourage those who are saved to continue the good fight of faith and to do what God has called us to do. We do good works that when we do the good works, those can, they can see God everywhere we go. Be encouraged. Don't be weary in well-doing, because in due season you will reap if you faint not. Pastor, what shall we reap? Well, you do know one day it's all going to be over down here. One day we got to give up time for eternity. And Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. What place is that, Pastor? It's a place that God has made possible for us because Jesus came through 42 generations and he came to the earth and went about doing good. Out of all the good Jesus did, folk did talk about him. Folk did ridicule him. Folk called him everything but a child of God. But can you see our Lord and Savior who knew that we needed him to die, that we might live? We needed him to shed his innocent blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So he allowed men to put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. And on the old rugged cross, he died for you. He died for me. The Bible says, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Somebody ought to pause right there and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the good work. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for dying that I might have life. But the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a ball tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday. But early, come on, say it with me. Early. I said, say it with me. Early on that Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Power over the grave. Victory over death. Did you hear me? Power over the grave. Victory over death. He ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us and to direct us and to help us to do the work. We can't do everything, but we can do something. And there's something you can do. I want to admonish you to do it in this year of action. Somebody might be here today saying, you know what, I really want to do something. But I need the power of God in my life to do it. I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. An opportunity right now to say, Lord, I need you in my life. The Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. That's what it takes. We've sinned and come short and say, Lord, I'm willing to turn from my sin. If you have that in your heart and your mind right now, you can be saved no matter where you are, no matter who you are. So I want to admonish you right now to pray this prayer with me. I will pray the prayer you need to repeat after me because I can't pray it for you. You have to pray it for yourself. And if you really believe that Jesus died for your sins rose from the grave, if you really believe and you want to trust him all the days of your life, you want to turn from whatever those things you are, you need, you need the strength of God to help you. You can accept him right now to your life. So pray this prayer with me to accept him in your life. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. 
I am sorry for my sin. I want to turn from my sin. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sin and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, let us know that. You now become a disciple of Christ, and you can become a member of First Avenue Baptist Church. Just go ahead and tap on that the designation right there. On Facebook, YouTube, just tap in right there and let us know. Let us know when you can call us at the church at 912-233-6597. Leave us a message. We'll get back with you. We're so grateful. If you've accepted Christ, just let us know that. Even if you do not desire to be a member of First Avenue, just let us know. We can celebrate with you the great thing that God has done and will do in your life because we all must do something that God has called us to do. We are his witnesses, creating Christ Jesus to do good works. Let me remind us uh, to participate in our showcase on this Thursday night at 6.30. We're grateful for our health and nutrition initiative. We had a great time on last week and uh, we really this is some of the things that we can do to help others. And we're talking about what it is we can do to help others who may be strung out on addictions. So come and join us on Thursday at 6.30. We're also asking you uh, to make sure that you give. You can pay your tithes. We owe that to God. 10% of what he's given unto us, we owe it to God. And an offering. And he says, and prove me now he will, if he will not open us the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing, they won't have room enough to receive it. So pay your tithes to Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y, or you can send your contributions to First African Baptist Church, 23 Montgomery Street, Savannah, Georgia, 31401. We thank God for you so much for coming to share with us on this day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we're glad in it. Love you all so very much, and I too am looking forward to the day when we're back in worship, face-to-face, -face, hearing those amens, and I want to thank you for all the amens you gave. I want to thank you for everything that you put in comments on today. I just want to thank God for you. Love you so much. And thank you for how you continue to allow God to bless us to be more what he has us to be. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, again, we thank you. We love you and adore you. We magnify your name. God, bless us as we go forward to do something, to do the work we call us to do. We know we can't do everything, but we can do something. So use us, God, to do the work in a special way that you might get all the praise and honor and glory. Now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest rule in the Bible now henceforth and forevermore that all the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, First africanbc.com You may also contribute through an app called Givelify G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y May God bless you 
and thank you for worshiping with us.